Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You are now locked in to the GZ Chop Shop. Rolling, rolling. We're, we're, we're rolling, boys. We're rolling. We're rolling. All right, start so, us off. Yeah. So I want I want this week to be a little. We're, we're doing something a little different this week, guys. We are going to talk about superhero movies. And it's something we always allude to in like our previous episodes. We might reference a movie, but we never like actually deep dive into our personal thoughts on superhero movies and and all that. And mainly because. Burn by himself could do like an hour segment <laughs> on this topic. But I'm also a gaping asshole when it comes to this topic because depending on certain superhero movies. So right. if you guys haven't seen it already, the Batman trailer for the Batman, Matt Reeves, the Batman recently dropped. And personally, it looks f- fucking fantastic. No. Uh, it looks fucking fantastic. Can we talk about the scene where he meets one of the Joker goons and just fucking caves his face in? Yeah. Oh, that guy's <laughs> dead. Okay, Robert. That's the Riddler crew. Whatever. The dude just walks up to him and fucking bop, 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 bop. He's on the ground. One, two, three more. And I'm like, you know what? That scene alone, yep. I'm in love with this movie already. Fuck everything else. <laughs> That I'm pretty sure that guy is dead. I'm pretty. Do you think? I, I do want to ask this. Do you think? And this could kind of go into like sticking to the, you know, the source material, or you know, deviate a little bit. Do you think they're going to touch on the fact that there was a point Batman killed? I don't think they're going to let in one of the universes. No, uh, because the storyline is based off. Of. Yeah, is this based off of like Batman Year One? Because it looks like you're Batman two. Year it's One. Like year, year two, right? Year yeah, two. it's year two. Yep. I think they might allude to year one. And I, you know what? I think I like the direction they're going because let's be honest, with the exception of when Ben Affleck played it, we have seen quote unquote year one Batman many, many times many or times. references referenced to. Uh, it's like we get it already. And yeah, we we all know the origin. I mean, even when Ben Affleck played it, they still alluded to it. Oh, you the first ten minutes but, of that movie was Batman's origin. It's like, okay, we 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 know. We 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 get we get it. We get. I'm fine with the whole quick. Hey, this is what happened to Batman. This is where you get Batman from. However, mm-hmm. I'm just I don't want a whole 45 minutes of. Yo, this is or, origin. origin story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so so far it looks it to me personally it looks really really good i'm i'm excited for when it comes out uh i definitely feel this may be the grittiest take so far i mean it looks like it's going to be very gritty and and you know what and and as much as a lot of people probably would you know be like oh no it's, you know but, but if you think about batman anim- animated series and you take away the fact it was a cartoon and you actually pay attention to the story it was actually a gritty story it was, oh, it was, it was, it was yeah i mean just it was just at the time that it was drawn that you know there, there was limitations of course it was on you know network television but if they probably told the story the way they want to i mean just look at justice league <laughs> and some of the episodes of justice league it got dark yeah oh they got very dark and, um, he, and I even like that I, I remember growing up watching them like i don't remember it making me feel this way yeah, you you watch it now. You walk away feeling some type of way. Like the episode with Flash l- almost literally died because I think it was Lex Luthor when he was fused with Brainiac ticked him off. Yeah, basically insulting him. He went so fast. He fucking killed Lex and Brainiac, but it messed up the Speed Force on him. And yeah, he literally took the team pulling him back to save him. It's stuff like that that like when you go back and you watch it as an adult, you're like, yo, okay, wow. We literally just pretty much watched the Flash nearly kill himself to save the world. Like he, like, he knew where he stood among the Justice League, but he was always lighthearted about it. But having someone like Lex and Brainiac poking at him, calling him the like most useless member of the Justice League, it like... You know, th- then that emotion really sticks well, with you when you watch it again. Well, when everybody would flash that they never really like touch on is how OP that character is, especially Wally West. They never truly touch on it. And if they went like as dark as the comics do when it comes to Wally, especially, Wally is a terrifying fucking person. Yeah, Wally he has some crazy abilities. Wally threatened Bruce's life and was like, hey, just understand, I let you touch me all those times. If I wanted to end this right now, I could. Well, Superman said the same thing. Superman said the same thing. Realistically, every hero with some superpower in the Justice League could, you know, snap members of the Bat family in half without, like, breaking a sweat. The, The thing that I think that symbolizes and just personifies Batman as one of the greatest is the fact he knows this he acknowledges this and he doesn't take and he literally like takes the next step to prevent it the fact he'll be the only one to take it to the grave yeah be the only one to take it to the grave that's what made him such a staple you're gonna gonna finish me off I'm taking you with me there's a humanity dark side about Batman that does not get portrayed with all the other heroes because the hero, the other heroes are more fictional and, 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 you know, powerful and in a concept than Batman is seen as he has a humanity about him, a, a psychological darkness that we don't acknowledge in ourselves. And I think that's what represents Batman and what makes him so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, he's, 
he's literally the human, you know, of the group. So that that once again stands out for for everybody. And the fact he has the wit because everybody else relies on their power. They, you know, they rely on their, you know, whatever extra skill set they have where quite literally it's everyone, you know, will immediately go, oh, well, you know, Batman is trained in all those martial arts. But it all starts with the mind. It all starts with the mind and the mindset. If you don't have that will, if you don't have that, you know, that level of commitment and intelligence, it doesn't matter how much physical training you do. You're probably not even going to get to that point. It, for Batman, it's always been the brain. That's literally his greatest weapon. That's what makes him such a dangerous threat. Why people like, you know, Superman and and even though people can go to him like, oh, you know, even Wonder Woman, like, oh, you know, I could break you in half like a twig. But they also know if I do this, you probably have had 13 contingency plans put in place for the moment you die. You know, you know, I'm a huge champion. If I argue, I will argue this. So the thing with Bruce, right, is as we progress later on in life, he went from being, hey, I'm human and there's nothing unique about me to, hey, I am so peak human ability that I'm damn near superhuman. I mean, in the comics now, that may convince us at time. And that's right now. He can literally bench press the time. And we're just sitting here like, okay, cool. I ain't mad at him for it, because again, you know my love for Batman. But what we never acknowledge is, and I hope the movie kind of touches on this, Batman normally gets fucked up the first round. Oh yeah, I mean, because he needs he yeah he needs to know his enemy. That's probably his greatest weakness. Is if he goes in with little to no information against a super villain, and I mean, I don't mean like with any like you know Mister Freeze level. I mean like I consider super villain anyone who has that intellectual ability to put keep Batman on his toes. I consider the Joker a supervillain because there's been many times he's bested Batman, not only in baiting him in traps, but even in hand-to-hand combat at some points. Yeah, catching him by surprise. But so, you also know that they fucking how they differentiate the Joker so many different ways. In one minute he is no physical abilities whatsoever. And then another, to, another book, I mean, he knows Capoeira and everything else, and he can literally beat the shit out of you in like two seconds. Yeah. That's part of what can be... It's controversial for sure, but it's also part of what makes novels and comic books so amazing is you can branch out and have multiple versions and universes and storylines. Oh, I agree. So that makes me wonder, like, how do you guys feel about uh, with that literally being a thing? There's literally shoot, how many how many different branches of of like Batman, like too many to count at this point. <laughs> Shit. Which, <laughs> where do you think they're going to go with the because we pretty much know it's the Riddler and I'm kind of glad they're going with the Riddler because that means somebody was finally brave enough to take a very underrated but definitely dangerous he's underrated but a very dangerous yeah. foe 
in in the Batman gallery uh, and give them a chance to redeem themselves. Because don't get me wrong, I did not mind the Jim Carrey approach, well, but approach he didn't sell. It was more, yeah, it was more comical. It's directed by it, Tim it, Burton too. I mean, there's a, there's gonna it, be exactly. a exactly. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. What really messed it up, and, and and I think Tommy Lee Jones is an amazing actor, but having him play Two Face the way he did well, the wasn't the original. It just didn't work. Well, when you think of Tommy Lee Jones, you don't think of that, right? The original intent was, hey, I'm gonna use Tim Burton's storyline, and then it became Joel Schumacher, and Joel Schumacher is a what was rest your soul was a very unique director when it came to his movies and there's no like real in between way to say hey hey yeah um Joel Schumacher made this and I feel it because he has two different styles so to speak he either gets really flamboyant or really gritty there's no in between with Joel Schumacher because there's movies you've seen of Joel Schumacher and you're like ew god Batman and Robin, prime example. Right? Yeah. Ooh. That was Joel Schumacher. But if I tell you a phenomenal, <laughs> if I tell you a phenomenal movie that Joel Schumacher did, you'd be like, really? He made that movie? Lost Boys, prime example. Phone Booth, another prime example. That's a good movie. So, okay, basically, superheroes was not his forte, is what we're getting in that. He only did the two. He did. Wait, you talking, talking about Tim Burton, the director? No, Tim no, Burton. Schumacher. Because he did three, and then the fourth no. one was some other guy. Ooh, I think Tim Burton's more of a producer. Tim Burton did two. He, he did, did the first yeah, two? He did the Batman. Batman, Batman, Batman Returns. And then I thought he did he, three. Uh, okay. No, because if he would have did the third one, there would have been a lot of changes. Prime example, Robin was going to be black. I'm not going to say because I don't even don't even get me started on that conversation. I was reading the comments on like the YouTube video, like of the Batman trailer and how many and somebody came up with a term that doesn't even exist. And I was like, oh, my gosh, now you're reaching. They're like, how come we're how come they're blackwashing some characters now? I was like, what? <laughs> and not even just Gordon. Uh, this just a show that some people don't even know the history of Catwoman. They were talking about Catwoman, too. I was like, have you not gone back? Cat Catwoman has changed race like several times. times. Yeah, she's been that. black. She's been Hispanic. She's been Caucasian. Well, you know what? Well, she just needs to be Asian next. <laughs> Can we just agree that it, the actor should play what the actor is good at? I think Jeffrey Wright would make a thank you, Gordon. Dude, just from the trailer, I already love him as Gordon. Exactly. Like, yeah. What the fuck? He does the role right. Let let let's see him do the role right. right. Like everything yeah. else, let the role be the role and let the actor do their job. The thing that a lot of people don't realize is like the Catwoman thing. I've seen that. And I'm like, y'all do realize the Catwoman that gets praised from the early 60s was Eartha Kitt. Eartha, Eartha Kitt. And last I checked, she was black. You, was black. you know what's black. interesting about, I think is interesting about this new Batman movie is what the other ones were not giving us. More than just a couple of villains at one time. It's given us multiple potential villains in one movie versus Batman. Yeah. How are they going to handle like, that? Are they going to juggle like that? Riddler, okay. 
You know, like the MCU. I feel like Riddler was just the face value. Like Wait, Riddler's right. going to be the main, but he's not going to be the only. Right. The two storylines they're saying this is based on is a long Halloween in year two. Long Halloween had a had a slew of it, and the primary villain of it was fucking Hush or Two Face. I can't remember who it was. And Batman Year Two had a whole slew of vision of villains. However, primary person that he was concerned with was Riddler because Riddler took over the took over God at that time. So yeah, having a bunch of villains, whatever, I can understand you getting upset about it. But if they're doing it based off of books and how well that storyline was, both those storylines were, I have no problem with it. Oh no, Just I agree. Let them do well let Matt Reeves do exactly how he's gonna go. No, that's something that I, I, I wanna I wanna talk about since we're kind of uh, you know, circling it a little bit. You know, that Matt Reeves is pulling a little bit from source material. Uh how close do you think movies and this is opening up from just Batman, I mean like the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe, every superhero movie you can think of, even the ones people have forgotten, like the original, I'm talking people think uh, you know, the original Spider-Man movies was the, the trilogy, not realizing there was actually like some, <laughs> some Japanese stuff version that, that, that people want to forget about, <laughs> but they we, did have it. We're not Same talking. thing for Captain America. Oh, yeah. oh, there was the, with your the truck. fake ears, <laughs> with the fake ears and everything. And so, how how do you guys feel about like when comic books deviate from from source material to a degree? Like, I personally, depending on depending on how far it goes, I personally don't mind. There's some things that are a staple that I feel you cannot change. Like we all know, like we were talking about earlier, Batman's origins, right? Everybody knows it. To change it for a movie, to me, that's sacrilege. You just, you, you just, you couldn't do that. Like, it do you want me to answer? Well, this is the thing. It's an open conversation. So hearing both sides is good because there's probably people that will agree with one of your sides and there's people that agree with the, the other side. Me personally, yeah, based on the movie and the time you have for the movie, you have a two hour movie. You can only fit so much in a two hour. You movie. can. Yeah, you can only do if yeah, you you have a five so hour movie. You can fit so much in a five hour movie. But who's really going to sit in a five hour movie? So you got to right. cut things here, make changes here to fit this two hour time span. Well, it's why why we're seeing these series, uh, you know, not necessarily superhero, but uh, production, uh, you know, HBO and stuff, making these series, like The Witcher, for instance, on Netflix. Oh my God! We're seeing, mm-hmm. we're seeing instead one. of a movie, which cannot really give any due justice to any comic book, not truly, a series can, to uh, to a much better extent than a movie, and I think that's well, what we're going to start seeing more of. Uh, with video uh, with video games and comic books well dc does a good job on their shows like the flash arrow oh, yeah. legends of tomorrow mm-hmm. absolutely so fucking fantastic shows and they did deviate a lot but they did it in a way that made the story made sense and it fit and like you're like well it didn't really go like this but you know what? i'll allow it I see Burn there going hard. Yeah, uh, Burn. Yeah. Burn is ready to go. He's Burn is ready to go. I'm a huge Oliver Queen fan, right? Huge Oliver Queen fan. 
the CW bastardized Oliver Queen to make him Bruce Wayne because they couldn't afford the rights to Batman. Not only they couldn't afford, I do agree there. I thought they just made it like that because like they couldn't put the main like Justice League in there. They couldn't afford the top three. Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman. You can't really put them in a show. Yeah, they couldn't afford the rights to Batman at the time because they were making movies off the character, right? DC is just now getting in that flow of things to where they can actually utilize every character and every source material, right? When the CW first introduced these comic book movies, there was cash flows behind it, right? So how do you get people to watch Green Arrow if you make Oliver Queen Oliver Queen? For a lot of people, it wouldn't work because to them, Oliver Queen would be too comical and not serious. Yeah, lighthearted. Yeah, Oliver Queen is probably the darkest, most lighthearted fucking superhero you ever Because Oliver Queen will kill somebody. No shame. No fucking shame whatsoever. However, he is not brooding, stoic, and oh my god, what was me? What was me? What was me? Oliver Queen just doesn't give a fuck. But. There's no appeal behind that character. They'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. he's too lighthearted. He's too jokey. Oliver Queen, how people would have ended up taking that character, they would have been like, he's Iron Man with bones and hairs. Then, like, he's Tony Stark's mentality with a bone arrow. And they wouldn't have agreed with that, right? Whereas, if you make him like Bruce Wayne, people already are like, DC's always dark. And that's where that goes. They did kind of similar with Barry. They didn't do it as bad with Barry because Barry, you have a little more leeway and you can make the character as close to how he was as possible. Mm-hmm. Barry isn't always serious, but he's not always comical, but he's not always oh, I'm one track mind, I'm worried about this, this is what they did for CW Barry was make it like, I deeply regret what happened to my mother and anything I can do to change it, I'll make it happen. Whereas very I will say, I, I I do want to say for a lot of what keeps people coming back on the CW shows, and I I notice this because it does keep me watching as well, and it's something that comic books couldn't really successfully do for as long because it's you know it's images on on paper so maybe for like a couple issues they could do it but they couldn't do it for as long as tv shows do it is one thing that a lot of people in this day and age are fans of is when someone has a big secret that they're keeping from someone else close by and all those dc shows are heavy in that something happens they tell this person that they supposed to love to death yeah i I don't do that anymore or you know they're keeping this really big secret and that could go for an entire season and if and you look at it in every season that's the case it just depends on who's keeping the secret that season and it changes and then without realizing it and nobody knows this it just starts over once they cycle through every character then they start over and then they have a new secret and it just and they the story goes from there so that's kind of like the downside too of they superhero also shows they made Barry an idiot Barry Allen is very wrapped up in his emotions. He's very, he's very wrapped up in his emotions. Um, Barry Allen was never somebody that used to like working as a team player for a long period of time. He was always 
I'm gonna do this by myself. I'm fast enough. Mm-hmm. I can get, get out. Boom, boom, boom. Be done with it. And then the CW saw their formula with Arrow and was like, "All right, cool. Green Arrow has a team. Let's give the Flash a team." And yeah, how dynamic works. I feel like they they want to they they can't but they want to have the they want to do what Smallville tried to do Smallville yeah and and they're trying at it again the problem is they're just now getting the rights yeah the the money the 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 rights uh, there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of thin you know thin red tape they got to cut through uh to, to pull all these things together and right right now especially with and then, okay kind of kind of like changing gears a little bit here uh as much as i'm looking forward to the the new batman movie one trend that i wish and this is kind of dc specific marvel found their track and they got on it and they've been sticking to it and it's been working for them dc has been trying to find their place holding in movies and i think their biggest problem is the fact they do keep starting over they keep resetting um they haven't set an established universe and just and and when they did because it didn't get the reception that they thought it would that they wanted they are like you know okay well we're just gonna drop it they got scared instead of pushing forward and just yeah, just, just push forward. Like, Which would have been better, not, I not, think. If they, exactly, if they just, you know, stuck to their guns, pushed forward, the, it would have done well. I feel, and I always say this, if DC had not taken that long break, recovered from Batman and Robin a lot sooner, um, and tried again, and was ahead of Marvel, the, the situation would have just been reversed. Yeah, the situation probably would have been reversed. Everybody would then be on a DC bandwagon and probably with the same movies that Marvel put out, if they did the exact same thing, people would be like, you know, people just gravitate to what comes first. You know, yeah. and that's like anything. Whatever new fangled thing comes out, people gravitate to it. They forget the old stuff. And whatever comes first, that's what people stick to. That That's just, we're, we're, we're creatures of habit. So yes. if DC had stuck to their guns, and pushed even after the flops they had they could be where marvel is now and they would have been fine and the other thing was they've are where marvel kind of went right and it weirdly worked for them marvel took b and c listers and was like man fuck it we'll make a universe out of this dc on the other hand when they had the opportunity originally to make their extended universe, they were like, hey, now nah, this movie flopped, we're gonna win. Which was, it was supposed to be like this brand new Superman movie that was gonna have Nicolas Cage in it, but we're not gonna talk about that. that, that was Ooh, yeah, I remember seeing the screen test, I remember seeing the screen test frame for, oh man, that was weird. <laughs> when he was being tested to wear the suit, it just didn't look right. It did not look right. You know what? This is an opportunity, I think, for them to do what I think a lot of us wanted to see happen in the last, you know, the last set of uh, Batman movies with Christian Bell um, is we've been disappointed with Robin's lack of uh, presence. presence. 
And this could be an opportunity to introduce Robin at a certain point and then down the road introduce Teen Titans movie movie if they wanted to truly have a universe with the Justice League and Teen Titans. And I think this is an opportunity for them to start down that road. Here's the thing. It'd be different. We love a Teen Titans movie. Oh, I would love Teen Titans. A real Teen Titan movie, not not some goofy shit with a bunch of jokes. Like MCU yeah. got away with that. They, they can be kind of like mm-hmm. you know jokey and stuff like that, uh, funny, cheesy. I don't want to see that with DC. I want to see DC for what it is. I want to see the dark, real side of DC and Teen Titans and Justice League. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. How do you think people would react seeing a legitimate Teen Titans movie as gritty as it was? I mean, for the love of God, Raven, fucking. Oh, Ravens. Oh, they would react. They would react poorly. And that's just because people are super sensitive in this day and age. Everything offends everybody. You sneeze wrong and you can offend somebody. (laughs) I think DC, I mean, her father is literally the devil. So a lot of people, a lot of people forget that. Your version of the devil. Disney can't go down the MCU. Uh, like they really could DC because they're not they're, they're not owned by Disney right they're, so they can go darker they can go down that path and I think they should they should take that risk that Disney can't because they're Disney they're supposed to be to an extent family Disney's taking that risk yeah. right now yeah, they're yeah. releasing like a Disney adult for like the rated yeah. R movies right yeah. but it's not it, it's not like they've been doing this. This is a kind of new thing for them. They're they're putting their toes in the water. But here's the thing: Deadpool three right? is going to come it's, out, and we'll see when that happens. Because right. it's now yeah, here's the thing with DC. No matter how you want to cut it, DC has been sticking to this formula in their movies up until more recently, where it's the Trinity, right? And not even the Trinity. It's two out of the three of two, right? People aren't ready to see a story of Superman where it's dark and gritty, where Superman actually fucking snapped. People aren't ready for that. People are damn sure not ready to see the more violent side of Batman's story. Right? As much as people praise Christopher Nolan for it, Christopher Nolan like, scratched the surface of how dark the Batman mythos can really go. It just left it there because he didn't want to go supernatural. Right? A lot of people would not know how to react to characters like Hush or if they got how fucked up in the head Two-Face really could be or having a Joker that is in the lines of Long Halloween. No, not Long Halloween. Uh, what the hell was the one that I was talking about? Goddamn. Where Joker pretty much killed a cop and let a whole orphanage full of babies die. Have you seen Brightburn? Yes, I have. I've seen Brightburn. Brightburn's a good example, I think, of, I, you know, that that to me was a sort of a, a test to see mm-hmm. how people would respond. To, and it was very mixed. It was yeah. very mixed. It was more it was more people frowned upon it. It literally and they, they pretty much admitted it. It was like they what mirrored all the heroes. Yeah. What is and, and fuck it. Because right, they yeah. The movie Man. wasn't wrong. <laughs> they hit into Aquaman, they hit into Wonder Woman, and, and obviously he was Superman. Yeah. They were just missing a Batman. <laughs> right. 
which would have been just some, you know, very rich, highly. It would have been owl, basically. It would have been yeah. It would have been owl man. They just they just didn't have a kid running around in an owl suit is all. But it would have been owl man. <laughs> it's true. So oh, so that's all they had. There's just like this whole skit playing <laughs> owl man. <laughs> Wait, tell me you've tell me tell me you've read about Owlman though. No, I I, I know what you're talking about. I, I'm familiar. Oh, it's just in my head, I got kids head. and I'm thinking of like these kids. Oh. I have like a mix of stupid <laughs> shit in my head right now. But yeah, that I personally like Brightburn as much. And once I realized what they were doing, like I got the idea that that's what they were going for when the trailer dropped. But once I sat there and watched the movie and I actually went to the movie theater and watched it and I was like, yo, that's what they went for. I mean, I personally, I personally liked it. And would it pull at my my heartstrings to see Injustice hit like be a movie or be a series, see the Injustice storyline finally get on a movie? Yeah, but that's the point. Then that I mean, See Superman finally snap. That's more like the storyline of Ultraman, right? Because at least in Injustice, Superman snapping, there was like other catalysts. But Ultraman is literally just a game game. (laughs) From start to finish. Like, I've always been evil and I snort fucking green kryptonite. Like cocaine. And I kill people for shit. I mean, they also, if they, you know, wanted to, there's the alternate reality. There's so many alternate versions of all these characters that they could, you know, do uh, movies, movies for. I mean, because in the animated set, DC dominates. Oh, yeah. Their their animated movies are freaking phenomenal. Imagine origin stories, true origin stories of all the Teen Titans, especially Raven, how dark that would be. A rate okay, a Raven movie. When was the last time you guys actually saw the NC seventeen Raven? <laughs> I mean that, that's no, just the every time I walk into the back of the blockbuster through the beads. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, a little <laughs> <laughs> like like rated R would even a, a Raven movie realistically would have to have two versions. The version yeah. that can be shown in theaters at no lower than rated R. If they pushed it any lower than rated R, it would be garbage. It would be a garbage movie. Straight to Blu-ray, unrated version. Straight to blue, and then there's the straight to blue with Ray, unrated. You, you, you literally couldn't. Yeah, it's just unrated. No rating. It would have to be. And then that would be it. It, it. it would have to have, you know, a psychological terror to it. As well, it couldn't. It, it be would a, be a horror. T- yeah, it, it would be, be a be horror superhero movie. You would not take your kids to see it. You know, this isn't Teen Titans Go. This is. No. No, but you know, they're gonna yeah. take their kids to see it no matter what. It's like uh, it's Raven. It's from Teen Titans from my childhood. Let's go watch it. Oh, <laughs> wrong Raven. Oh, <laughs> oh this is the this is the, from, eyes, this is the one from my childhood. The comic <laughs> books. Okay, <laughs> gotcha. What people don't remember about Raven is her fucking whole birth came about because her mom got. <laughs> like, yeah, the first five minutes, and, and that alone, that alone would shut a movie down because that, in, in all regards, is an extremely touchy topic. That even, 
Yeah, that even current movies have problem getting greenlit on. Even if the scene is like five seconds, that's five seconds too long for for most people. And then that's when it's okay to make even, changes right there to the storyline. Yeah, a movie versus a comic book to deviate. Yeah, enough. Well, like you brought up Teen Titans, right? The problem with Teen Titans, and I feel that's why they would be very weary on going in that storyline. Some of their bigger storylines is rather fucked up. How would people react to the Judas contract story? Especially, especially the relationship with Slade and Terra. Yep. Yeah, it would probably ace them up if anything. Then yeah. it wouldn't be the Teen Titans. <laughs> but they be they could still be considered the same team if they aged up a little bit. It's again, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. I, I think if there's a time to do, to do it, now's the time to do it. They're they're, they're gonna do the Batman thing. That's fine. Uh, they they no one can touch pedophilia. Fucking Netflix tried to touch pedophilia and they got fucked in the ass. Yeah, you can't. That's yeah. That, that is there's a line no, you don't cross. There, there's no. There's only one way they could get away with something like that, and it's just get away with fly. That specifically, I just mean, teen. You know, Teen Titans and stuff. You know, going down that route. I don't mean well, that. Another. Like, we're talking about the Judas contract with Flade and Terra, so like that would touch that's into a that huge aspect of it. And that's yeah. again, that's Slade another would, reason why <laughs> you, Slade you can understand deviation from the comics. Yeah, or, or Slade the, would literally have to oh. never show his face if yeah. they even attempted to do that. Slade would have well, to stay in costume. Would even touch that the whole time. Slade, yeah. give us an actor that would even if, it's a, if it's a if they if Slade never had to show face. They probably would get some stunt person, and oh, then they probably would have to piece together Slade. Who's going to be the true voice? But they're going to be targeted yeah, either that's way. The thing. That's right. the thing. Yeah, whoever and voices no Slade would be. It, no matter how you put it, with that, even with that storyline with Destro, that's one thing. Now you have another storyline of what made Raven snap before that wedding. Do you know? It's uh, she watched a friend of hers. Can't remember which Teen Titan was. Doctor Light raped that Teen Titan, and it caused Raven to have a mental breakdown. And then she murdered that person, Doctor Light. Then whole slew of other events, and she gets darker and darker and darker. And then she manifests herself into the sin of pride. And then she goes on a murder spree, starting at Dick's races. Fun times. In in other words, the DC uh, never never got we, scary to touch murders because they've done that in almost everything now. Yeah, superhero would murder oh, someone anywhere, and we're used yeah, to it right now with the boys too, where we see fucking Homelander oh, just yeah. laser people to death every time. Yeah, well, they even toned down that. And we'll, oh, I mean, did. didn't they? Hold on, I do have a question. Didn't they? Oh, it didn't compared to the comic because because and. In, in, Kind of uh, spoil if you haven't seen the boys season one. I don't know what you've been boys doing with your two life. Coming out next week, guys. I'm I'm high. Pause. Pause this podcast. Go watch the whole first season. This is your last opportunity because I'm gonna I'm gonna drop a uncomfortable spoiler here. Pause. I'm gonna give you a second. Okay, now that you've gone and watched the whole first season and resumed this podcast, how good was didn't it? Didn't they touch? <laughs> First of all, yeah, it was fucking amazing, right? You're welcome. Uh, they did step 
into that forbidden territory because uh, Homeland did rape. Uh, I can't remember the main character's name. Butch's wife. I just know Butch's wife. And I don't. In the comic. It shows them seeking away with each other. That's in what I thought. No, in the show, it's alluded that she was just sick of Billy and have sex with Homelander. In the comic, Homelander raped her and murdered her. That's what I'm saying. There's certain things that the show completely toned down compared to the comic book. I mean, they didn't tone down the blowjob. Then it's no. on down the gore. <laughs> Both of those things can are serious red flag. Just even alluded to, even if they don't show the actual action, they didn't exactly cut scene. Like you saw, right. in, and who else one, you knew what was that happening. guy got blown up by a C four suppository. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man! My ass. I'm like, ah, you got killed by a shit bomb. <laughs> But I think it it, it comes down to something Yuli said earlier. It it really probably comes down to who's willing to touch those roles, who's willing to put their career on the line that could either make it or break it. And it also comes down to the backlash of the community, because in the end, you could be phenomenal at the role. You might not like the role, but sometimes because you don't like a role, you can probably put your best into it. Because if you're supposed to be an angry asshole and you get a role you don't like, you're going to be angry because you've got the fucking role you don't like. You'll be that angry asshole. A perfect example of someone getting away from a role would be Jeff Goldblum. His first movie was Death Wish, and he was part of a crew that raped the dude's daughter. Yeah, and that—that's the line we don't touch. But Jeff Goldblum isn't playing any more rapist along the line. Yeah, he's just on the chaos theory and, and fusing with flies, man. Pretty much, and he's a very respected actor still. I mean, uh, didn't his face put a statue of him up? Yeah. <laughs> well, then, another person Park? we could talk about is Leonardo DiCaprio. He played a slave owner in Django Unchained. Yeah. I'll argue that. Sugar, right? Mr. Mr. Sugar, whatever his Uh, name is. Sugar Candy. Candy, Mr. Candy. I will argue that one because Leonardo DiCaprio is so loved and he's already been so well established. The actor I was going to say is Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci. So, what's the name? Goddamn movie. He played a child rapist and murderer in a movie. I remember that. Oh, nah. He actually felt so uncomfortable with that role. He, the Lovely Bones. If you ever seen the Lovely Bones, that movie made him so goddamn uncomfortable. He was like, "I don't, I can't stomach filming this. The rest of this part right now, I need to take like a two day break." Right? He still kind of deals with the stigma of playing that character. That's something he admitted. He was like. I called my daughter the second after that scene was filmed, everything like that. I felt completely fucking disgusted with myself. He's like, and there's people that still kind of get upset with me about that to this day. 
but which is understandable to 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 a very huge extent. It's extremely extremely understandable, and 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 I I don't I want everyone who's listening to to understand. We're not. I'm definitely not saying you know, hey, they need to completely stick to this and and go the whole mile. Uh, I'm pretty sure we all agree changes for things like that makes sense, or you know. It could just be ref for me. I say it could be referenced to if they don't want to deviate from it, they could just say, you know, oh, this shit happened. People will get the message. Cool. Move on. The best way and, I think people you know, reference it was like the daughter is sitting on the edge of the bed and the dad walks in, takes off his belt. That's it. Then they cut it off there and we're like, we know what happened. We, we know don't what need happened. to see anything else. Yeah. Yeah. We, we get it. We um, don't, don't even tell us anything else. Don't even say nothing else after just leave it at that move on we already hate the person let's not push yeah. it so i th- i think i i do think uh superhero especially with superhero movies they they try to play it safe um and they're with for obvious justifiable reasons uh, because as I said earlier, people in this day and age are very, very sensitive. So it's understandable that <clears throat> because the, it's it's they can get away with it in a book because let's and let's be honest, you know, people don't read. You people don't read, and most people you you can you can you're selective of what you pick up off the shelf. Most people are going to be when you see people in the comic book shop, they know what they're looking for. They know what they're getting themselves into. They can peruse it before they well, buy yeah, it. If they see something they don't like, they can put on the shelf. In the comic shop. There is nothing there for you. Go to the kids section where Barney's at. Get, get the fuck <laughs> out of here. What the fuck are you doing in here? There, there. I agree. Okay. Yeah, you see, we'll fucking piss you off some way or another. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, some people, they... Let, let's be honest. Some people sometimes just go looking for a fight. <laughs> and they might idle and some well, idle good, curiosity. A good example of like uh, a uh, movie that like is. if they do frame for frame from the like and like you know, I'm even talking about manga that would fuck people up would be on Tack on Titan. Oh, yeah. they, oh, that one! If they did that frame for frame from the manga to, be an to HBO a movie show type situation. Oh, not even that. It, it, it'd be fucking in Gorefest somewhere around here. It's just, Japan itself hasn't even done that. They, they deviated done a from their own creation. And they deviated so far. Exactly. It's like, yeah. guys, even I, mean, I didn't even like the movie. Even. I was like, this. Yeah. They didn't even touch it. Yeah. And, and there, there's several, you know, and an anime is its own beast in and of itself. Because anime doesn't shy. Let's put, I will say this. We take free liberties in our comic book pages the way Japan will take free liberties with their anime. Um, Bro, we can't even do that. Live action show. Oh, even I would be just from how Guts wound up being, Guts. you know, the way he is. That whole scene alone, that wouldn't fly in America. That would not fly in America that under in Japan. Yeah, that just doesn't that just doesn't fly. It, Remember, it doesn't the anime work. Hasn't even touched on Guts's birth like that. So they allude so, to it, but they don't touch on his childhood that deep. Thankfully, 
because we know it's going to fuck people up if they watch it. Oh, God, yeah. So with this all and everything we've talked about, with this all in consideration, I guess we're in agreement that in some regards, it's okay to deviate from the source material. So I guess I want to say on the flip side, when is it not okay to deviate from the source material? Depart, are you okay? <laughs> so many more, so many more answers to that. Answers to that. that. Um, okay. The one that comes to mind about like when they deviated in the wrong direction, Suicide Squad. Oh yeah. In which regard? And then uh, just, I'm gonna be honest. I hate the Joker. That that mm. it deviated so much. I'm like. From from I what I like, my Joker, that one that I like, only portrayed every character in that movie. Yeah, I will. I will. I fucking hate that movie. Warner's is just like, I'm sorry, Man. you get no slack from me. <laughs> there are only two, three characters I like: Captain Boomerang, Deadshot, and Harley Quinn. All right, I Everybody like Deadshot. Fuck off, Harley Quinn. I will, I will oh. argue the Joker because a lot of people give fucking. Why did I just hit you? Jared Leto, I'm not giving him shit. I'm literally giving the writers shit. It's all on the writers. I don't blame the writers. I don't blame the writers. I blame DC for cutting out 90% of what he was supposed to have in that film. That is true. He did have a lot cut. They released what their original intention of the Joker was and what that movie was supposed to be. It had very little to do with Enchantress. But because of how Batman vs. Superman's fucking reaction was, they ended up cutting out all the Jokers, predominantly all the Joker shit, and only kept about 10% of what he really was there for. And then pushed fucking Enchantress as the main villain. Enchantress was not the main villain. Originally, it was supposed to be Joker and a dirty bomb. It seemed like it was supposed to be like that. Now that I think about it, it seems like Joker had a nuke in Bloodhaven. That was the storyline of Suicide Squad. That was originally the intention. But because of how dark the story was supposed to be and how the reception of Batman vs. Superman was about it being too dark, they lightened up the movie. So they changed the main villain from Joker to Enchantress. Joker was actually going to be the shit in that movie. And I have no doubt in my mind Jared Leto was going to kill that role. However, because of the fact the whole bad reception of Batman vs. Superman, they completely fucking nixed the idea. Because Joker was supposed to be the psychotic mob boss that they originally intended to be. And it was supposed to have a dirty fucking new game. Bloodhaven or Gotham? I want to say it was Bloodhaven. Product of its times, because if it wasn't for the MCU at the time, with the, again, with all their jokes and lightheartedness throughout their movies, if that wasn't something going along parallel well, with that, well, people would have gone in. What Superman good then? What, what, what changed? Like, no. I, it, it literally did start from Batman vs. Superman fucking everything up the way it did. So, what change would you is, add it? The problem with Batman vs. Superman is. Zack Snyder is either you hate him or you love him. There's no in-between. There's really not an in-between with Zack Snyder. You either hate how he directs or you love how he directs, right? There's not a lot of people that will sit here and say, Zack Snyder's okay. Or they'll give him credit for one thing and then disagree with him for another. Most people, when it comes to Zack Snyder, it's either 
this was a piece of fucking shit all the way through, or this was the greatest thing I've ever fucking seen. I'm really weird about Zack Snyder, and I will openly admit that. I will praise him for his visual effects. I don't think he's the strongest story writer in the world, but people try to make his visual effects seem like it's more mythical than they seem. Right? So the bad reception of Batman vs. Superman fucked up anything that David Ayer tried to do with Joker and the Suicide Squad. Because they were going to touch on Robin in that movie. Batman was going to have a bigger cameo in that movie, a bigger role in that movie to begin with. And Joker, again, was going to be more than just a 10-minute cameo. But DC did not like how the reaction to Batman vs. Superman was, so they made it a lighthearted movie. Once again, the the fear took over of of reaction. They they let a little bit of negativity influence what could have been something so much more. Um, and this is where, and I'm not blaming it like in a whole sense because I I love what they've done. I love what they established. But this is just a sense of uh, when a bar has been set, and this is kind of. Not that they did it on purpose, but honestly, it's kind of Marvel's fault because of the, the bar. Because look at look at the mass amount of people that know the Marvel Cinematic Universe. People who have never touched a comic book a day in their life. Too earlier. Yeah, the people who have never touched a comic book a day in their life know about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I know because I've had friends saying, yeah. And and they'll take their girlfriend or they'll, you know, girlfriend will take their boyfriend. They've never known anything, but they know the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And then after that, then they got invested into the comics. But however, how Disney has crafted, you know, how Disney had these movies come out. We are now used to superhero movies having a deep story, but lighthearted humor. I mean, think about how much blood you've seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. You want me to argue that, Joker? I would argue that DC is their own worst enemy. Yes. DC went and tried to make their movies like their flagship movie, The Dark Knight. DC has been trying to cast the feeling of The Dark Knight all over again. And they have yet to do it the way they expected. The Dark Knight is DC's biggest worst enemy because they are trying to stick with that formula of how the Dark Knight was dark and gritty and realistic. That's what's fucking them up. I do not blame Marvel but, for this. They're not. But if they Marvel. wanted to stick realistic, then then I see. I don't agree no, with no, that no, no, because no, 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 Justice no, no. League was so far from realistic. Justice League also had two separate directors. We do not know the original direction of Justice League based on how everybody is saying which. That second director directed what? I, I, the Avengers. However, that second director took majority of the pieces from what it originally was and spliced in probably like 30 minutes what originally was said. And now it's a whole other fucking thing about it. Now, this is why I'm going to argue that point, right? Everybody likes to bring up that Marvel is why DC has been trying to catch jobs. No. DC has been trying to stick with the dark formula because think about all their movies they released in the DC movie. 
when has Superman's origin, like beginnings, I should say, ever been dark and gritty? Superman really doesn't go dark and gritty till he's well established because he always had Martha and Pa Kent has that little voice of reason. It isn't until Pa Kent ends up dying is where, oh shit, that trigger kind of snaps in him a little bit. And even at that, it's a lot of fucking catalyst. And it wasn't- I gotta ask a question. I gotta ask a question because I'm thinking back to every Superman movie, all the way back to Christopher Reeves, Mm -hmm. which movie had his origin be dark? Because if you're thinking Man of Steel, that wasn't his origin being dark because he said in the movie he was in his 30s. Right. He was in his 30s when he finally actually donned the cape. And then it went from there to a darker tone. What I mean by darker tone? No, Man of Steel had a darker tone. I mean, yeah, when his, his, you know, when Papa, Papa Kent died, but even then he didn't take up the mantle. Right. But Papa Kent doesn't die for a long fucking time. In most aspects, Papa Kane lives to see him get married. And damn near have haven't, haven't they alternated in some of the stories? Which of his parents died too? No, it's usually always Pocket. It's usually always Jonathan Kent that dies, and it's usually by a heart attack. Or tremendous. I mean, uh, one I also time gotta give kudos to. I, well, I still think Smallville did it the best way, though. Just gonna throw that out there. Yeah. Well, the only reason I think DC is their own worst enemy is because Marvel doesn't have a good animated anything, really. But DC has everything Such animated, a- fucking fantastic. They what they didn't want to do was take their animated shit and make it live action, which probably would have been a little bit more successful. Probably because you already fit it in in an animated form in a two hour format. You don't have to take it scene mm-hmm. by scene, but take a lot of faith in that and move it to the big screen you'll probably succeed better than this movie was trash i don't i don't like it written for you <laughs> it's successfully yeah, it's already written for you <clears throat> exactly yeah. i can agree two, i can agree with that thing number two is the rush that they've tried to do rushing the shit out of it so why are we having a flashpoint movie already because they rushed, they fucked up so bad. Now they want to reset everything. Wonder Woman, right now to me, Wonder Woman is probably the only one of their movies in the DCU that hit a good formula, hit a good strike formula in terms of, hey, this is what's going on. We show her origin. We did this. We did this. We did this. You don't always have to show her origin story for every character. I agree with that, right? Do we need another origin story of Superman? Not necessarily. Do we need another origin story for Batman? No. Hell. But Wonder Woman, yeah. Fucking Aquaman. It's been a long time since she had a movie. Aquaman, yeah. She had a TV movie, I think. And then yeah, like, yeah, it was like a TV's, yeah. She, she didn't really have anything. Good old in the corner. But Aquaman, of course. Most people don't even know the origin of Aquaman so the recent movie do we need so to know the origins of Aquaman <laughs> let alone the full extent of his actual abilities it's see rough. that's why they needed it <laughs> he's a guy that talks to fish <laughs> you're not wrong you're not <laughs> wrong but you are wrong <laughs> he's found the guy that made fun of him at least six or seven times 
Oh, oh they're man. 15 when they're all flying, <laughs> floating in air, and they're like waiting for him. All right, let me get in. Fucking slams on his ass, and they're all just laughing at him. Like, people don't realize that fucking Aquaman can fly and do other things. There's a whole slew of abilities he has, but most people don't know that because it's fucking Aquaman. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Aquaman has some of the like greatest storylines in DC, but they don't touch on it because he talks to fucking fish. That's what people get stuck with. The man talks to fish, right? I mean, the Flash. If you did a Flash storyline, like you're pretty much mixing all the good storylines you can have with the Flash. You're pretty much not allowing Eobar Thawne to come into existence and do a thing. You're not establishing any of the other future flashes that are going to come about, like Wally West and all that shit. And you're going straight for the jugular and doing Flashpoint. The storyline, that's not even 10 years old. Well, that's barely 12 years old right now. I mean, I, at least <clears throat> at least the TV show waited a little bit. Right. Before they, before they touched it, which then you know they've already, they already opened a door and they're trying to capitalize on it before people forget because Crisis on Infinite Earth already confirmed the movie universe and the TV universe have met. The two yes. flashes have met, so mm-hmm. they're trying to capitalize on that before it fades from memory because out of sight, out of mind. So well, they now they're already, racing against the clock. But they were already gonna do a flashpoint movie. That was already established before Crisis on Infinite Earth was even. Oh, it was like announced. like in the talks during Justice League. But besides <laughs> diehard fans, who really like, who really was paying attention to it? Who really at the time cared until they put it in front of our faces with the show? You people, care. A lot of people that were. Following well, me. here's another thing. Who really cares well, about the, the thing. live action movies and not the animated? Like people now care more about the DC animated. That's what I'm saying. More than the live we action. Say, we we say a lot of people, but it it kind of comes to something I say before. When we say a lot of people, we're, are we talking about the crowd that's louder, or are we actually talking numbers? Because the crowd that's louder may seem like a lot of people because they'll be outspoken compared oh. to the people that actually watch and are passive about it. Because I'm a passive person. I'm not a vocal person. I'm not in the forums. So I'm probably one of those thousands of people who's a fan of the comics, of the shows, but you would never hear my voice compared to like you, Burn, who's actually active in the forums and gets heard. So it comes out to, you know, we can't really say a lot because it could be 50 50 down the middle. That's still a lot, though. So we even saying 30% is still a lot. That's controversial. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying if I say a lot, I'm just playing on that. There's enough to say a lot. I mean, because obviously with Sonic, you know, Sonic Sonic's the great example of like (laughs) the loudest people got them to change the 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 way Sonic looked like. The movie is fucking great. I've seen it. Out of every superhero movie and video game movie, apparently you don't fuck with Sonic. (laughs) Because I've never seen that kind of outcry. I think I think that was the one time I was vocal and I was like, yeah. Whoever's editing this video, put a picture of the original Sonic that was supposed to be in the yes. movie and then put one of the new one the that new was Sonic. released and let, let us know. 
Which one would yes. you fucking pick? Like, do you pick Kara, this month? Please do that. Or th- not this one, right? Yeah, set, set, split it up. Side, right. side by yeah. side, right over side Craig. Side. Nobody cares about Craig. Yeah. Nobody cares about Craig. You just stick it right over Craig's face. Stick right over Craig. <laughs> like, holy shit. That was terrifying. I had nightmares of the first Sonic. Yeah, like, they tried to. The, I, 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 I want to know. Hold up. But spoiler alert, everybody. If you haven't seen the Sonic movie, spoiler alert. We all know Tails was at the end. So I want to see Tails pre change. How fucked would he have looked? <laughs> how Ooh. terrifying would that be? I want to oh, see that. No. I want to no, see that. No. I don't need no. to see that. No. No, let's I not. I that. hope they. I want. I would be willing to bet anything that all that original footage with the original Sonic has been burned, and only one person has that copy, and it was probably the person tasked with deleting it. No, no. <laughs> what happens if they released it? They'd be like, "Original Sonic movie, five ninety nine. How many people would oh. buy it just to watch it with that oh. original Sonic? I would be this outspoken like we were with Sonic about that damn Dragon Ball movie. Had we been oh. that outspoken? Okay, Speaking of the Dragon Ball movie, not a lot of like social media was out there. Twitter wasn't really started. That's, there was no Facebook. That's true. So like that's the outcry true. was mainly. It did big. come out. Yeah, it did come out in like the early years of Twitter. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wasn't as big as it is right now. Because burnt, yeah. yeah. Like it's not a, it, it's and I, more it, meaningful now. Best thing you could have okay. done was write an email to the producers. More. Yeah, well, and let's people be honest were vocal about it. People were very vocal about that that movie, right? However, it was, yeah. they were like, "Oh no, we're trying to test the American market, so we're gonna bastardize the American, the American market." Was like, "Come on, you, know, you don't fuck." We that. you had us back in the eighties with Drake. Come on, you yeah. know we were already there. <laughs> Two things we in America you there. don't fuck with: you don't fuck with our Sonic, and you don't fuck with our Dragon Ball. Movies on YouTube, right? The future trucks. Oh man, those are good. They were Mm -hmm. actually pretty good. I used to believe that I used to think I was like, okay, maybe Dragon Ball is just I I don't know, too complicated to try. Maybe would be an issue, but Dragon Ball Dragon Ball, not Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball itself would be a very simple movie to make. Very simple storyline to make, however. We bastardize everything we touch that's anime. Except Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell wasn't that terrible. Tokyo guys, anime movies. We should leave those to the Japanese. They they, they already they, they already do. Oh, never mind. We should leave them to the Japanese. They fuck it up too. Tokyo Ghoul was not bad. Tokyo Ghoul, in my personal opinion, was not bad. Bleach. Get out. <laughs> I think anime should not be should not be put on the cinema. It should not be sleep alone. Even the anime. Had we made it to like live action, I would don't let us maybe like three D CGI. Mm, like uh, yeah. Final Fantasy. Remember Final Fantasy? I was fine with that. Uh, uh, Spirit Within. Spirit Within. And uh, that and it didn't have anything to do with any like storyline, but it was all right. But if they did the animations like that and made them into movies, I would have preferred that. Like, that's as close as yeah. live action you're going to get. Like, fuck it. it. You could do more with it. Death Note. Death exactly. Note. Yeah, definitely. Not the American Death Note. Oh, oh I was about to tell you to get out again. <laughs> don't you don't you bring uh, that movie up. Yo, Will of the Dafoe does make a good uh, Ryu, though. 
Yeah, oh, okay. He, he if did. they did another the Japanese, version, the Japanese death and they, live action was good, right? They actually had two yeah. movies, didn't they? Three. JoJo's yeah. Adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable, was not a terrible live action movie. However, for every not terrible live action Japanese anime movie that was made by Japan, right, you end up with Bleach, Attack on Titan. Netflix had a hand in that, though. What, Bleach? No, they didn't. No. Bleach was already established. It's just to bring it over to the States, they foot the bill. That's the only thing. Oh, well, made. shit. Damn, I thought I thought I could give them a little leeway there. Imagine how stomach churning a, a true Attack on Titan series or movie would be, though. Oh, we've talked like, about that. People would People would be walking out puking and like losing their shit. I just, here's the thing. Even you me, know, I'd be like, oh, actually, backpedaling, backpedaling a bit on the fact that we were given leeway that people wouldn't be able to stomach it. Yet, how many people know the movie of light and kind of deviate, but showing that these movies can get away with shit? The original version of The Descent. And Human oh, Centipede. Yeah, no. Oh, oh God, no. the original well, Descent, the man. Whew. There's some of those. And just to show band. we're touchy, <laughs> just to show we're touchy, we're the ones who got the edited version <laughs> and not the original yeah, version. Wait, you guys yeah. haven't seen the original version? Oh, oh no, I've have. seen the original version. Dude, it's we saw it together, actually. <laughs> yeah, and I was and like, I why I didn't we get this? Life. I remember I said, oh, my shit. What the fuck is wrong with that? <laughs> Have uh-huh. you seen uh, what's a, as above, as below? Yeah. Uh, oh, like, so, it's like uh, as above, as below. Hey, I, I, I want to see more horror. I loved That's it. I want to see. I thought it was like, I liked yay. that movie. I, I liked it because it played more on the psychological than... And that's the thing. A, a, a lot of movies feel like, you know, it's got to be in your face. But if you just... There's a there's a little nuance that some movies have nailed that can be very unnerving, such as certain sounds that when the human ear hears it, I want to call out one literally movie makes you unnerving. I want to call out one movie, and th- this movie uh, is supposed to be a horror movie, but I'm gonna call it out because we're talking about movies. Hereditary. Whoever Hereditary. said that movie was scary or unnerving or anything? Hereditary was it was one scene that movie in that whole movie. There was only one scene in that movie. It's controversial. I will agree. Oh, I, there's two movies that they're like they were praising as being super great horror films: it, Hereditary and the The Witch. I the watched Witch. The Witch. I didn't watch the Witch. And I was like, I like the. I watched Witch it all the way to the end, like, and I was really? like, The Witch was more. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm waiting to be scared, and I wasn't. I wasn't scared. I was like, I will go back and watch the first Sidious. That got me a little, you know, at least a little bit of goosebumps scary. going. The first one yeah. was like, oh, okay, yeah, it was creepy. The first one. The first one was mm-hmm. the first one. The only juncture that got me was when the lady was talking about the shadow that she saw point to her son. I don't know where you see Darth Maul in the background, but it was scary Darth Maul, and you jumped. You're like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. shit. So this is what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. Is Darth Maul in here? <laughs> shit, Darth Maul, fuck. Dude, don't scare me like that. Oh, God damn. Okay. I'm going yeah, go to lightsaber. What the hell is the name of that movie where it's about the mysterious families all dying and it's being filmed? Sinister. 
Sinister. Yeah. Sinister. Yeah, Sinister. Sinister is the reason I didn't want another child for like two years. <laughs> I actually like Sinister. I I like that's a good example of a movie that makes you kind of like a little sick to your stomach. Just a little bit. I watched it and I was like, like it I, not, I wasn't even bothered. I was just like, oh shit. Like, I, I was surprised they went that far, like showing the lawnmower run over a family member. Yeah. Alligator, oh, yeah. That did people. catch me off guard. I was like, oh God, they really went this far. I, I had a smile on my face. I'm not going to lie. Like, <laughs> they went that far. Um, <laughs> I preferred the first one over the second one. But oh, the second point, one was pure trash. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Point first is, one was good. When we talk about horror movies that made me question some shit, yeah, that movie made me question having another child. Like, oh, you bastards, y'all can't get me if I only got one. <laughs> <laughs> it's always, yeah, they always gotta have a sibling. If you stop before they have a sibling, you're good. <laughs> you're fine. On the but, subject of deviating from from uh, movies and novels and stuff, uh, no one no one has believed me the past few days. But I've read I've read The Shining several times in my life. Just, oh yeah, Shining deviated like a mother. I watched the movie which the one with Jack Nicholson for the first time about a week ago. I'd never mm-hmm. seen it before. I'd never seen it. Like I, I you know, I, I understood references and stuff because I'd seen like clips and stuff, but I'd actually never heard it. I had never been more upset about a fucking movie. Like, I, it's not a bad movie. It's not, not a bad, bad movie, movie, but I was like, what the? F-? There were so many things that could have just made that. Well, I think they just deviated in a way that it really that, did upset me. That movie came out in a time where they would have followed the book. Because you gotta remember, Stephen King's a fuck up person. <laughs> that book, I mean, I mean look at the Curry's really it. long books. Yeah. It changed a lot of shit. Oh my it, Oh yeah. It, if they would have did what their blood bond was, people would have oh, been like, yeah, people would have lost their shit. Well, I, I watched <laughs> Doctor Sleep right after it, and I see what that director did. I, My opinion, he did an amazing job taking the parts that were missing from the original movie that were in the book and tying it in there and and giving an explanation. A lot of people didn't know Dr. Sleep and fucking What's-His-Face were connected in that it was a true sequel to... Yeah, but a lot of people don't know that and they don't realize, hey, that's Danny from fucking What's-His-Face. Why did I just... But well, uh, I, the movie. I read the book. Yeah, the yeah, and now I just wanted to use that as an example. For me, that was like the most recent thing I had, you know, seen and read and stuff. And I was like, "What the f- the hell?" Oh yeah, the the shining. They pretty much took out all the psychic shit out of the way, <laughs> and then just made it a fucked up psychological. Thing. I will say it will be it's it's hard even if they if they try uh, to to imitate books and and, and source material a hundred percent because like like we were saying earlier you've got a you've got a small window of time you've got a window of you know from start to finish filming editing all that stuff so. They're always trying to go for, okay, well, what was the juiciest parts? And it's kind of left up to interpretation, really. I mean, unless because you could go to the author and and as the writer, you might feel this part is really what's going to grip people. But the part you thought would be boring is what drew everyone in. 
So it, it, it's, it's kind of hard to figure out like what to keep and what to to Should omit. The I guess. author not be a part of production as a, as a person. Like, if you want to make a good movie based off a novel. Or or whatever, should you not question have the author? Give you an example of why that doesn't always work, right? Uh, (laughs) Watchmen. Watchmen is scene for scene almost exactly how the fucking graphic novel. However, the writer of the graphic novel hates, and I do mean this, hates every form of media based off of his writing. A lot of people didn't know that. That man hates anytime you make a comic book movie, anytime you make an animated movie, uh, anything dealing with his original work, he is not for it, right? There's actually two comic book writers that are really bad about that. Fucking... That's understandable because it's kind of like it's not in the same category, but it's kind of like there's some actors who will never watch a movie that they've acted in because that just doesn't vibe with them well. So it's kind of like and as a person who does write, I would say I if I actually, you know, you know, had something that ever took off and was like, hey, we want to make a movie out of it. I probably at first would seem excited, but then I probably wouldn't want to be a part of the creative process because I know what my vision for my story is no one is going to know your vision better Mm -hmm. than you but then trying to convey your vision to all these because when you go to the table and they're pitching this to you like hey we want to turn your thing into movie all they're thinking is dollar signs that's all they're thinking well that's all you should see production and but but when they ask it's also your creative can we buy your license to make this movie how many zeros yeah how many zeros are we talking thing, about? Right? Alan Moore is who I was speaking of. But Alan Moore, 90% of the media that has been turned from his writing into a movie, he is hated. Leave Extraordinary Joe. He was actually on that the right That was just a bad movie. Mm. It was really bad. It was really bad. He was there as a consultant. <laughs> for it was so the bad. They're like, who, we need. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. <laughs> Sean, Sean Connery. Because of that movie. Have he acted since after that? I think that like he was has, for him. He has. Oh, yes. Yeah, he has. Um, Probably like the straight to DVDs. No, just like side characters, like background people. Watch uh, He hated Watchmen. He hated V for Vendetta. Mind you. I actually like V for Vendetta. He was a consultant for both movies and a writing consultant. He just hates seeing his media turned into an actual movie. He's... I, v Vendetta did pretty decent justice can, in, in, in the oh, time frame they used. It. So I thought they did an alright job. I, I I mean, I personally love that movie. I just remembered a, a animated movie that was from Alan Moore. They made it into a movie and they, they add, changed, added something that really just didn't need to be there. The Killing Joke. Yep. The Batman and Batgirl. Yeah. Oh, not needed that, to be needed. That, yeah. Never. Like, why would they you add know, that? You know who else is really notorious about hating his work turned into live action? Frank Miller. Oh, now, yeah. Yep. Frank Miller. He wanted a Daredevil movie, but he felt a way about how Daredevil would be made. Because if anybody ever did a live action Daredevil before the. Netflix series. 
Loretta been a little bit challenging to do because a lot of people think Daredevil was just playing with like Batman, but Daredevil really has a lot of fucked up things going on for him. And making it PG-13 doesn't work. So when he was consulted about making the Daredevil movie, the second they found out that they were going to tone it down, he was like, what the fuck's the point? Mind you, he was in the movie. He was the coroner in one of the scenes. Also, another prime example of Frank Miller hating the movie that he did, Sin City. I was just thinking about that. No, I was just thinking about that. Absolutely hated Sin City. He hates 300. I actually like both both of those movies. The whole thing with Frank Miller is he hates seeing his work turned into live action. I'll he watch a Spartan it. kick someone down a well any day of the week, but he says <laughs> I, I mean you know, like a visual fucking Gorgeous. No, not Gorgeous. He said it was visual porn, but there was no substance compared to what he wrote. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, it all comes down to every, it, it comes down to the, the original writer's personal feeling, I guess, honestly. Um, he refuses to let somebody do the Dark Knight Returns. He still refuses to. Because people have asked I him. mean, if if it's your creation, then yeah, you should have that power. I feel like once you turn it over and green light it, then you can't really. I think at that point, you should kind of just sit back and see what happens, because if your story is good and you've already established it, and people know your book, you're not going to lose sales. If anything, yeah, your movie will get panned, but you'll still get royalties from it as long as you negotiate your contract properly. So you'll make extra money. And if anything, it might drive up your book sales because people are going to want to see, OK, I got to find out where they fuck this up. And then they read the book and they like the book and find out the book is actually better. I mean, I can give you a really great example of that. A movie that was the book was so controversial that they deviated so far from the original novel that the it made the movie successful and iconic in its own way. Starship Troopers. Absolutely. Almost nothing like the book. The book is one of the most straight of controversial political books to have existed. Few people really know that. And the when they made the movie, and they made like the movie about a fucking alien, right? Which it, it, it's in the book, but very little. It's mentioned very little. It's right. Like, oh, and they changed the main characters. Right. And there was nothing in that book that was funny or comical. Like it was. Oh. It was. It's a damn good book. I, I always suggest it to people if they want something that's controversial and political. Just to get your mind going. was still mentally fucked up about that. And they barely touched on the war in his storyline. Yeah. But the movie. They'll never make that movie like the book. Like, no. It won't happen. It's especially not in this day and age. And not, the, I'm a huge Starship Definitely Trooper movie not. fan. Like, I love the first I movie. I, I think it's awesome in its own right. You know, I, in my head, I separate it from the book for sure. And I, I do right. enjoy it for what it is. It's a very Marxist book. Oh, yeah. And you know how we could get these movies made that we want? We have to turn it over to a different market 
outside of America. If you really pay attention to it, there is movies that like the French make that when we see it, we're like, whoa, there is no way this would have been made in America. And I'm sure it's a good example. Oh my god, yeah. yes. We, um, we've got to turn over Korean like, horror. Look, we want this movie made. Send it. To, oh my gosh. Their horror movie. Oh my gosh. Hey, Frank Busan European horror movie. Everyone does. I will fight that. Train to Busan. Train Ooh. to Busan. Best zombie oh, movie of the decade. Yeah. yeah I, nothing, nothing's going to top that for a while. Oh my god. For, for a while. Yo, I yeah. watched it with a uh, fucking ladybird, and it made her cry like she just witnessed. Some, I don't. It just tears throughout the whole movie. It's so good. It's it's, and they don't pull they don't pull punches. There's no, you know they, there's no they go all out. You have, like, with them, there's no guarantee on happy endings. With the American market, more than likely you're like, all right, you you kind of know how horror films are going to end. All right. We think the problem's been solved, but you're gonna show this quick scene and cut the credits. Yay! Spooky, 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 spooky. Well, Sinister wasn't but like, like that way. Sinister's yeah. like one of those great examples of like where you're hoping that the dad will figure it out, solve the problem. They moved houses, happy ending, right? And then, nope, <laughs> nope. You fell into the trap. Congratulations, your life is fucked. And now you're those, like. Yeah, not, and, and it just, but that is a whole rabbit hole of another thing. We could probably have that for another podcast. Oh, we could yeah, rabbit hole of, of horror movies because I'm I love horror movies. Oh man, well, the ritual. America, America has a nasty habit of when they bring over a film that was originally from a different market. So, two prime examples of movies that people don't know is from a foreign market. Let let me in or let the right one in. Yeah, the original one. The original let me in. Yes. Was uh let the right was one it French? In. Swedish. Swedish. Yeah. And it was a lot more fucked up. And a lot more breaky. But and the department. The department is not an American idea. Martin Scorsese Scorsese capitalized on a movie that is actually Korean. There was a there was a video I watched where it, sh- it it highlighted like ten famous films that were actually from other countries that people just oh, did oh, not oh, know were from other countries. The Departed was originally based off a movie from Hong Kong called Internal Affairs. Internal Affairs is a phenomenal. If you ever get a chance to watch it, but they changed some titles. No, the part it does sound. The the, the part it sounds. Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing. Let's be honest. Uh, It makes more sense. Talking about a internal struggle between a cop, a cop faking to be a mafioso, and a mafioso faking to be a cop. Internal affairs makes a lot more sense. You're you're looking at it from the logical and not what will sell standpoint. Oh, That's why it would be called internal affairs. <laughs> but but most people are probably gonna be like internal affairs. Oh, okay. Like me, like if the title's not catchy, it's not gonna catch my interest right away. Like internal affairs, right then and there, even though I am all big about Asian film, that to me just sounds like a political drama 
delving perfect example a court-based movie that had a little supernatural twist devil's advocate i hate court movies of any type but because that title was just so daggone catchy i actually watched it and found out i liked it i watched the departed because the the title was captivating the same rule applies for youtube as it does for a book cover if you don't catch that person within the first 30 seconds of them picking it up not made a terrible fucking movie a day in his life I mean, yeah. So <laughs> I had to think about it real quick. Like, you're, you're not wrong, but he also was clever on how he on how he he named it because that name. Once you've seen the movie, the title makes sense as well. Especially at the end. I mean, a lot of souls got departed from their bodies by the end of that film. So it it, it works out. So you know, and look at the market we're in. Like you know. We're 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 very we're you got to be snazzy here. You got to catch in the American market. You got to catch our attention within the first thirty seconds. If you don't, you lost it. The person's not coming back. So the titles they'll they they got to catch it. We're like other countries. Well, people are I guess are like more willing to give things a chance. I'll name a movie that proves the wrong that the title doesn't need to be catchy. John Wick. That movie, not a lot of people heard about it. Not a lot knew like. From, from my circles, not a lot of people knew about it. I went to see it just on a whim. Like, it was it was Saturday night. No, nothing to do. Movies were full. The only one that wasn't, John Wick. Went to see it. Told everyone about it. A couple months later along the line, fucking amazing movie. And I'm going to tell you, I would, I would be willing to argue that a good selling point is the fact that Keanu Reeves is so loved in Hollywood. I don't yeah. think if, if he had gotten cast... If John Wick had been cast by anyone else without that same kind of charisma and presence, I don't think it would have gotten the love that it did after the fact. And you said it yourself. You know, what was it like? Was it before or after you saw it that it had more people? It was after I saw saw it. More people were talking about it. I'm like, more people went. What the fuck? Where was all? Where are you all guys? Why aren't you guys see? <laughs> well, what happened? This but that's the thing. I think. I think when the first came out, people did sleep on it because you know the name. They're like, okay, John Wick. Okay, and it took people taking a chance on it, which that will always happen. Well, There's always going to be those people take that took a chance, chance on it, telling other people about it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm a person that took a chance on it because I like Keanu Reeves. And I think that's kind of what the the draw was. And now, when people see the name John Wick, they're like, "Oh shit, yeah." (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, knowing John Wick and now Keanu Reeves is John Wick. Like, who who could have filled that? Who could be? Who could have been John Wick first and still brought that attention to it? It wouldn't have worked. No. You know the, the new Matrix, the the this new Matrix movie they're working on. If Keanu Reeves was not in it, shouldn't happen. I'm sorry. Yeah. All I'm saying is, if Keanu Reeves was not part of it, nobody would care. I think that too. Oh, Keanu Reeves. Is, Why Keanu would they continue it anyway? Uh, because I, I, I think it's an alternate, it's a never-ending version cycle or something. I don't know. Money. Money. Money and Morgan Freeman. Oh, not Morgan Freeman. God damn it! Wow, I'm confused. Morgan Freeman. Oh, oh, you're. I just pictured Morgan Freeman in all the Matrix movies, and I'm like, that sounds amazing. 
Hold on, I can't let Bird Tyler this way. I he's know. as bad as he's as NBC I News. Know. Call it Kevin Hart, Usain oh, Bolt. No, I can explain what happened. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. Morgan on my phone. And I was looking at that picture and I said that shit. And I was like, oh my God, I really just called that man Morgan Freeman. I'm going to watch the Matrix movies now, but with commentary by Morgan Freeman during the movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne, uh, that was all burned. If you haven't in the far flung future, or you already listened to this, he is on his own. <laughs> we, did not, we did not piggyback off of that. That was totally him. <laughs> That was my well, Lauren Fishburne, if you're actually listening to this, dog, I love all your movies. One of the top actors out here. I don't know. He I is a good actor. about what's love got to do with it. I don't you care, man. I see Lawrence Fishburne in it. I know I'm going to enjoy just his acting scenes. That's it. No matter how bad they are, if they're bad, I'm like, he did good. He has presence. Lawrence has Fishburne good. has, he has presence. Like when he speaks, you listen. You feel he's like, there. especially when he's chewing someone out, you feel like he's chewing you out. Oh my God. <laughs> You're sitting there like, I'm sorry, boss. I'm <laughs> I won't sorry. do it again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why did he got to sound like a slave? What? What? <laughs> you know what she said. What? <laughs> For no reason. Jeez, I'm Louise. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, that's what you said. That's what you said. Can't somebody just say I'm sorry, boss? Good grief, nah, man. And on nah, that you note, you sounded like slave. That that's what you sounded like. <laughs> oh man, that's why this podcast can never be family friendly. We almost had a full episode with no incident. <laughs> Did you but, hear how many motherfuckers this whole conversation? Uh, I mean, that part is kind of edible. Uh, ed- edible? What the fuck? Edible. Editable. 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 What's on your mind? See, this is what happens. This is what happens. But guys, we are going to get out of here before Burn takes us down another dark hole. You knew it was going to happen. I knew that's I knew this was going to wind up being a mega episode. and That's totally fine, because this thing could literally like every comic book universe could branch off into different branches of conversation as it did in this episode. So we are going to wrap it up right here before it does that any further. But I hope all of you guys enjoyed this episode. If you want to hang out with us at any time, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash project with a K Atachi. Also, you can hit me up on Twitter at Atachi2661. If you want to continue this conversation, also make sure you follow us on Facebook at Gamma Games and hit up our official Twitter at the GZ Chop Shop. Gentlemen, do you have any parting words before we bid these wonderful listeners adieu? You sure you want to something, but I don't know. No, except for Burn. Except for Burn. (laughs) Everyone Uh, but Burn. Oh, okay. Everybody, let's just have a glass of whiskey together. How about that? I'm all for it. Don't there you go. It's all good. It's important. All right, kids, you listening to this? Remember, drinking and driving is okay, just as long as you don't hurt anybody. Oh, don't do that. And on that note, love all of you. Please stay safe out there. <laughs> Disregard that advice. And we will catch on. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everyone? Project Itachi here. Did you enjoy the show? If so, think about supporting us on Patreon or ACAST for exclusive perks, content, and more. Also, visit our store, thegzshop.com. You can find all of our links on our website, osn-media.com. Until next time.